Hey, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership at Innovations in Leadership Podcast with Michael Newman. Welcome, this is Mike, and I'm so pleased that you've joined me today on this podcast. We're focused on leadership and how to develop, equip, and support leaders. Our focus on leadership is because leadership makes the difference in our work, in our communities, in our homes, and in our lives. You know, it's been said that everything rises and falls on leadership, and I believe that 100%. This is the time of year in some organizations that people are promoted to new positions or leave an organization to transition to another place in a new leadership opportunity. So let me ask you this question. Are you ready for the transition? Are you prepared for the changes to your life that are going to occur? In today's podcast, it's about 11 questions for leadership transitions. Questions I wish I had asked. Today, we're going to dive into the topic. You've been selected for that leadership position. Now what? You know, I remember my first day as a high school assistant principal quite clearly. I'd interviewed for the job the day my youngest son was coming home from the hospital, which is a whole nother crazy story. Yet here I am on a job interview. I've completed a great internship, worked alongside outstanding mentors. I've been hired because I come from a great system. But here's the thing. Just because you've been observing a role, maybe even participating in a role, once you have the opportunity and the responsibility of leadership, whether it's from the first chair or a second chair, suddenly it's your deal. It's a you and you deal at that time. People are looking to you for answers to questions, checking you out. Are you really who you say you are? Do you really have the ability to lead? Sure, the first six to eight weeks And if you're lucky, maybe the first 90 days on the job, you have that honeymoon period. Yet at some point, you're going to have to stand up and lead. The first day as a high school assistant principal didn't involve any students and a very limited number of staff. It was a day that when I arrived, I had to ask what I needed to do. Sure, there were tasks to complete, some plans to make, but I had minimal context to make any decisions. In a new role, you need to know that you'll be responsible for things you know very little about or nothing about. You need to know that you'll need to build relationships with staff. You need to know that people will test you. They'll bring you things that others have told them in the past no, yet they think maybe you might be the person to say yes. You need to know that how you perceive things when you start may not be how things actually are. Know that you expect yourself to know and that you will not have all the answers. And lastly, you need to know that it's okay not to know. Now, those are a lot of no's and a lot of knowledge that you need to gain very quickly as a leader. So when you're starting out as a leader in a new context, a new experience, whether you're a beginning leader or an advanced leader, there's a There's an extreme range of emotions. You'll be on cloud nine with the selection or promotion, and then the reality of the responsibility sets in. So what are those questions new leaders need to ask themselves as they start this new position? And if you're an experienced leader, what are the questions you need to ask yourself as you transition to a new role? That's what I want to help you with today. So to start with, what's the onboarding process from the organization? Is it a formal plan or an informal plan? With either, you're going to need to be able to connect with people because people are going to be the ones you have to rely on to know how to navigate the systems. 
You have to figure out how you set your priorities, your use of time, what projects you have to focus on, who are the people you need to connect with. That's how I break down the priorities of time. There are always going to be competing commitments to your work. They need to be in three places at one time. You need to determine where you are needed most and who can cover for you in those meetings that are at the same time. It'll take you a little bit to sit down and figure that out. The projects. What are the things that you're required to do that no one else can or should do? Those are your projects. Those are the things that you must do. Not always thrilling. Not always observable. Not always something you'll be recognized for, yet if it doesn't get completed in the time frame necessary, then people will know. I used to tell my team of maintenance staff, when things are operating at their best, nobody knows. But when things aren't operating correctly, when systems fail, everybody knows. So it's your responsibility to be sure that no one ever has to question whether things work or not. Make sure they work. People. As a new leader or a leader new to the organization, you need to invest time into getting to know your team and those who support you. They need to know you care about them. And how do you do that? You've got to be intentional. Be the leader that goes out to the people and meets with them where they're at. If you supervise a team, go by and Stop in, sit down with them, ask them questions, and really listen. You know, when I took on a new role, I invested time with 45 people who worked in my area who reported to me in some manner or another to get to know them, to get to know their names. And I challenged myself on that first day that I met with them. In front of all of them at the first staff meeting, I said, when we gather together again on Friday, I'll know each of your names, what you do, and something that you'll share with me. You know what I had to do? I had to invest time. I had to listen. I had to take notes. I had to test myself daily on what I was learning. Here's the question is asked. How do you say your name and what do you like to go by? I sign my name as Michael. Yet if you know me, I'm Mike. So what is it for you? What is it for each of your people? Second question I asked was what they did and how it impacted the organization. Some said it was the first time that they'd ever thought about what they did and how it impacted the organization and our mission. The third question, what's one thing you do for fun or you wish you could do someday? You see, those three questions took about five minutes to ask, listen, and affirm them that they are of value to the organization. And as I left, I said to them, I value what you do. The next piece you need to think about. What's the vision? What's the vision of the organization? Do you know the vision and the mission of the organization? Can you articulate what that means to you in your role? Ask yourself, how does your work and how do you align with the vision? Number four, what are the expectations of your daily responsibilities? Do you have to report progress daily? Is there some method of reporting that you're supposed to do daily or weekly or monthly? Is the person you report to a hands-on leader, or do they just set direction and let you determine how to implement the ideas? Either works, but knowing up front will help you navigate the communication and the expectation of your roles. Number five, what is the weekly meeting schedule? You know, many organizations have set times that they meet on organizational-wide or company-wide initiatives. As a new leader, this is where you have the opportunity to meet with others and to ask good questions 
about the values of the organization and how these are played out within the various departments and roles. There may be weekly or bi-weekly meetings with your direct supervisors. What days do those fall on? What are the expectations as you meet across departmentally with others? The organization's fairly flat. You'll be able to navigate this with some ease on your relationships with others. If the organization is more of a hierarchy, maybe have some formal or informal introductions made for you to be able to make those connections with the right people. So knowing that weekly meeting schedule is going to be so key to your success. Here's a fun one. Where's the bathroom and other key pieces of information that you'll need to be successful? Such as, where's lunch? Do most employees go out to lunch, bring in their own? What are the expectations around birthdays and what do we do for holidays? These may sound trivial, but believe me, if you're supposed to be somewhere for a celebration and you show up late or are a no-show, that's forgivable, but it can be very embarrassing. What are the expectations of attire to informal gatherings? As I was sharing with you about my first year as an assistant principal, I remember showing up to the informal after-work social. I asked about what the attire is supposed to be, and I was told casual. What I didn't realize is that casual meant no tie. It didn't mean shorts and a t-shirt, which is how I showed up. I'll never forget that day. I was treated well, but I knew I should have asked some better questions. Here's another one for you. What are the outside of the workday responsibilities? Does the organization expect you to be a representative on a volunteer committee or serve as a member of a community-based organization? It's a great idea to make those connections with the Rotary or the Kiwanis or the Chamber of Commerce as you're a leader inside of the organization. And it can be mutually beneficial to you to participate as a member or to be on the board of a nonprofit. But knowing those expectations up front are key because oftentimes those expectations also involve the fact that you need to contribute to that organization. That's an unwritten expectation. So here's another one that is going to be really helpful for you. What are the due dates of reports and which ones have fixed deadlines? You see, when it comes to reporting, you want to know ahead of time what the expectations are. In one organization I served in, the expectation was that all PowerPoint presentations had the organizational style, the colors, and the logo as a standard. You did not drift from that standard. I would have not known this if I had not asked a colleague to look at my slides. And that person said, no one told you about the standards? What standards? She said, the standards of how we present things to the board. Oh, no, tell me. That's when I learned about logos, organizational style, and colors needed to be consistent in all slides that were presented to the board. Many organizations have these types of standards. We also need to know what are the deadlines. If the board meets on Mondays, then your items need to be in ahead of time for them to review. Surprisingly, as a new leader, it's not the night before. They'll need it sooner, sometimes a week or more in advance. So knowing the format, the structure, and the timelines are important to your success and to everyone else's success as well. So who supports you in the administrative role? In some organizations, administrative support is shared between leaders. If that's your case, you're going to need to meet with your colleagues to map out how your team will be supported. This can be a difficult conversation. 
and you may need to advocate for your needs. Wouldn't it be great if everything was 50-50, except in reality, it's never that way. The work is cyclical, meaning that your workload is never the same each week or month. Neither are your colleagues. And sometimes it requires balancing issues and having a conversation with your colleagues before you sit down with your administrative assistants and, and map out how they are going to support you. That support person, that administrative assistant, is going to do everything they can to serve you as long as you keep them in the loop on the communication and the timelines. They'll balance it out. They'll make it work. But they need your support with your colleagues to make it happen. Question number 10. What do you expect of me? Asking your supervisor what they expect of you should fall into some categories. First is the relationship between the two of you. Is it a scheduled meeting or a drop-in's okay? Do they prefer an email when things are occurring? Or do you save up all the issues and concerns and lay them out to them on a weekly meeting basis? Or maybe you have a meeting during the day, uh, depending upon the speed of the work that you do. How much do they want to know? And when do they want to know? What are the decisions that you make on your own? And what are the decisions that they need to be involved in? And what are the decisions that you just make recommendations on? Having that clear understanding is going to help you significantly to hit the ground running and be successful as you move forward. And here's the last question. You need to ask your supervisor, the person that you report to, whether you report directly to the board or you have a supervisor and a line authority over you, you need to ask them, what can I expect of you? How do they want to communicate? I've worked with supervisors before that wanted to know immediately and their style was to drop into my office with their concern and expect a commitment of when I would get back to them. See, these types of personalities can present a lot of issues if you don't develop a method of communication. For me, the resolution was that I could not control their behavior, but I could control my response. So I would say something like, hey, thanks for making me aware of this. Or if I was aware, I said, yes, I am aware. In either case, then following up with them with a short response. I'll look into this as soon as I finish this meeting and I will get back to you by the end of the day. Either in person or if you're not available, by an email. And then stick to your commitment. I've also worked with others who have said, I trust you with this position. That's why we hired you. Keep me up to date as you feel needed. But if there's something that will be in the press or get back to me from a board member, I need to know as soon as possible. Emergencies are emergencies, but most things can wait till our weekly meetings for an update. See, that's a polar opposite from that first example, isn't it? And carries a lot more responsibility. The third type falls somewhere in between. They need to know the details and have the sound bites to be able to respond. But they don't want to get into the details very often. They want to know what the problem is, the process that you're going to use, and the resolution that you expect. What you're going to recommend on big issues that will provide them the opportunity for input. So how do we communicate? What are the things you want or need to know from me? What is it that only I should do that I can't delegate to someone else? Those are great things for you to set up to know what that communication style is supposed to look like and how it's supposed to feel. See, I was fortunate enough in my career to have leaders who saw more than I saw and saw further than I saw. They had a vision of what could be for me, and I grew into that vision. So the question for you is, how do you grow into the vision? 
You see, it's the leader that makes the position, not the position that makes the leader. There are many leaders today that are great examples to follow. People who lived and breathed this life of leadership. It's not for the faint of heart. As I heard John Maxwell say at a recent uh, Live to Lead event, he said it's rare for a leader to have two good days in a row. So if today is a good day, know that tomorrow will be challenging. And if today was extremely challenging, this too shall pass. Those great leaders I had in my life, when I reflect on what they did for me and with me, was this. They got to know me. What did I value? They found common ground. How did we align? They discovered the key that drove my work. What did I enjoy doing? They discovered my why. What was I passionate about? They found how not only to fill my bucket, but how to keep challenging me to keep going. They had a vision for what was possible. If you haven't had the chance yet, go to innovationsandleadership.com slash podcast to download the show notes. This is Mike Newman. Have a great rest of your day as you increase your influence and expand your horizons.